to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 248, The Web of Fear. My name is John, and joining me every time we are held at gunpoint by two fluffy yetis is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hello, those adorable fluffy yetis. They're so cute. I know. They're so They're like cute. giant tribbles. Oh my goodness. The, they are adorable. <laughs> adorable. <sighs> How are you, John? I am doing uh I'm doing well. Um Good. I think uh today I saw by Galley Ribbons and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, that was something we did. We'll talk about our day three as we uh yeah. move on here in a little bit. But yeah, I was like, Wow, I can't believe that happened and everyone <laughs> seemed to get out uh, somewhat unscathed yeah which is nice but um yeah i'm doing all right um Good. it's monday um uh, we uh that's i don't know i don't got anything else how are you doing <laughs> i'm i'm well uh you know a uh, a week rested from uh gallifrey one um although the traveling museum of the paranormal and the cult had their phenomenon three last weekend yeah so it was three days of online uh, presentations by speakers and uh, uh, you know short short film screenings and stuff like yeah. that. So it was uh, it, it was a lot of fun. What I was able to catch of it. Well, uh, yeah, it because still- you know you you couldn't catch all of it. It was all this weekend because you were uh, recording your own paranormal podcast this weekend. This is this this is true. Yeah, last uh, last Saturday, Seb and I joined by someone you know very well oh. yourself. Oh, me. Yes, it was. Me. That's right. Joined us and we recorded March's episode. So if you're listening to this episode, All Night with the Living Geeks is also live. Um, we are talking about the men in black. God damn you. <laughs> you, you set that up. Yes. Nice. Nice. Um, ladies and gentlemen, John Pingle is a dangerous man with a soundboard. I am. I am. I, th- I think he could put that in his Twitter bio now. A dangerous man with a soundboard. <laughs> don't don't uh, worry. I switch back to the Doctor Who stuff. <laughs> that that's pretty funny. Yes, John drops lots of sound clips all throughout it. Pretty much because they gave him free reign. Yeah, you so. did. Yeah, and I and I love it so much. Um, so yeah, we are starting down a uh, multi-month path road, as you might say. Yeah. To actually talking about Hellier. And uh, the Men in Black kind of kicks that off. So, yeah, look for that. It's live now as you uh, listen to this. Um, but, yeah, I, I, doing well. PhenomenaCon was fun to watch. Um, what else? Yeah, just keeping on, keeping on. We, uh, You know what? It's going to be March 1st when this episode drops. Did you know that March is Time Traveler Awareness Month? No, I didn't know that. It is. And I always seem to remember it at the end of March, but I made a point last year of putting something in my Google calendar on March 1st that says Time Traveler Awareness Month. So I wouldn't forget it this year. Love it. Absolutely. So, you know, be aware of time travelers in your spheres of influence. Yes, please. Please be aware of that. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm rambling at this point. John, what's making you happy this fortnight? Oh my goodness. Um, this is, uh, well, let me tell you. Please. What is making me happy? This is a good question, and we ask it every time we record. Uh, I got a, I got a, I think, feel like I got a couple of things. So yesterday was the one year anniversary of us bringing home Camilla. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so Camilla's been with us for a full year, and I feel like. Uh, she made her first appearance on I Could Be Wrong. I believe it was on this podcast. Or no, it was uh, on all it was on all night, I think. I think I think so, yeah. I think she's curled up in your lap or something. Yeah, hanging out. We recorded all night that very night that we got her. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes, that's right. Yeah, I don't I don't recall what episode it was, but I do Um let's see, it would have been episode two. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, because if if we're at fourteen now, minus twelve, yeah, 
maths. Maths indeed. <laughs> Good old maths. Yeah, so um you know, it's nice we I'm getting a lot of the uh, you know, the mem- memory stuff of her when she was a wee pup. I mean, she's still a yeah. wee pup, but Oh, she's she's bigger than she was. Yeah. That's for sure. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, it uh, it's uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a year, that's for sure. It's been a mm-hmm. been a crazy year with this Indeed. little little pup. Um trying to think of what else is uh making me happy this week. I feel like there was something else that Oh, I know what it is. I I beat and it's this might sound weird, but I beat a uh, a video game. Oh, it, it only sounds nice. weird because I I have only played like multiplayer games for a good mm-hmm. a good while, but I uh beat this game called Deathloop. Okay. Uh, it's fantastic. I highly suggest everyone check it out. Um, it's it's very cool. Um, I'm I'm trying to figure out how I would describe it in um in a in a sentence. Okay, I guess I could I could read this. Um, <laughs> here we go. Set in the 1960s, Deathloop takes place over the course of a single repeating day on a subarctic island called Black Reef. Oh. Yes. So basically, what happens is you play um, the character Colt. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's two. You're a visionary. There's there's a bunch of visionaries. They're like leaders. They have special powers and stuff like that. So you play Colt, and the uh, antagonist is named Juliana, and she is immune to the time loops memory erase that happens. Okay. Yeah, so every day she alerts all of the inhabitants of the island that Colt, you, the player you're playing as, um, mm-hmm. has betrayed the program and wants to break the loop. So you're trying to break the the time loop that you're in so you can live your life. But nobody, if you die in the loop, you just come back the next day. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you it's basically a puzzle shooter. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of how I describe it, where you have to go around and um, solve different puzzles, and basically to break the loop, you have to um, assassinate the eight other visionaries mm-hmm. in the loop um, before the clock strikes midnight. Wow! All of them dying in one loop will uh, destabilize the loop, and you will be free. And I finally beat this game, and it is uh, it is amazing. It's really really fun. Um, it was fun to play on stream with people, and I, I actually started playing Uncharted 4, which is a game I started playing and never finished, so trying <laughs> to finish that up next. So I guess I'm playing right campaign games now, which is weird, because I usually don't do that. I'm playing multiplayer games or trying to hit home runs, you know? Right, yeah, right, so. yeah. And and my video game world is about to get exciting once again because Gran Turismo 7 drops on Friday. Yeah. Now, so. it, I, didn't this game drop already? No. Well, technically, I guess Amazon shipped some physical copies early. What are my... I feel like some of my friends are playing... What are they playing then? Is there another Forza. car game? Oh, there's plenty of other car well, What's games. the other big one? Mm, Forza. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's an Xbox Forza. Forza Horizon, Horizon 7. Yeah, yeah. So did they both just come out at the same time? No, For- Forza no, Horizon. I think, I think Forza came out before. Yeah, when did when did the newest one come out? This is ridiculous. Forza Horizon 5, yes. That one came out. This, numbers. That one came out at the end of last year. Too many numbers. Yeah, I know. Too many. I know. But there you go. Okay, that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you've been yeah. waiting on that for a while. I have been have been very excited for it even if it's still just for the ps4 i mean they're releasing it for the five as well mm-hmm. but because of chip shortages and stuff they're like mm, let's make it for both because not everybody's gonna have a ps5 yet yeah so man cool. yep which i thought was cool um but what's making me happy this fortnight is actually oh oh gosh i'd probably say over a month ago at this point i was strangely reminded of a remix of the doctor who thing well it wasn't even a remix of the doctor who theme <clears throat> There is a uh, band, I don't know, techno group, whatever you want to call it, called the Slaves of Cain. It's a Dragonfire reference. Uh-huh. Um, and in 1990, they were on, um, they basically did a um, Absalom Doc Dalla Killer uh, song. Oh. 
for lack of a better term. Um, and it was on what was called a flexi single. It was literally a, um, a three song record that you got with Dr. Who magazine issue 167. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I had this back in the day because I had, you know, one comic book shop that I was harassing the crap out of to bring Dr. Who magazine over for me, basically. Um, and I had forgotten all about it for clearly decades at this point. And I, I stumbled across something. I saw the name Slaves of Cain and I went, wait a second. I remember this song and I managed to find it on YouTube. I think taken straight from the vinyl. Well, I'm not even sure it's vinyl. It might just be plastic. Um, and so, of course, rip it to an MP3. Now I can listen to it whenever I want, which is crazy. Yeah. And then I kind of went, God, I'd love to have issue 167 again I'm like i didn't care if the records with it i just figured i'd look for it at gallifrey one uh-huh. um and i happened to spot a a copy of that issue on ebay with the single oh wow for like 12 bucks and i was like uh okay i'm gonna watch this for a hot minute and within a day it was like hey this seller wants to offer you a deal how's eight bucks sound and i was like well i can't say no to eight bucks. yeah right I'm like, you're like knocking 25% off. Sure. Um, so it literally, it literally arrived here. Like while I was waiting at the airport to fly down to LA. Oh, geez. <laughs> and I'm like, oh boy. But yeah, it, it's just a trip. And I, now I'm like, cause I forgot there were two other songs on it. And I'm like, I don't have a record player. Uh Oh, and I'm like, I wonder if these other two songs are on YouTube. I need to look, I just haven't had time. Work's been too busy, but that was making me pretty happy. Uh, to kind of have that piece of my my youth back. That's great. Very yeah, cool. yeah, cool stuff. So so look up Slaves of Cain, Slaves of Cain, Absalom Doc on YouTube. I think you'll find it. All right. Um. Yeah. So um, before we get in the Who news, do we want to talk about uh, Day Three of Galley? <laughs> yeah. Even though it feels like it's forever ago at this point. Um. Yeah. A mere eight days. I uh I time has changed. Yeah, I um I I'm not really sure what I did on day three. I know I left early. <laughs> that's really all I know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. Sunday Sunday is a lot of packing up. Yeah, and getting out the door. Uh, you and I recorded day two's coverage in the morning. That's right. Yes. Um, Sunday was really kind of a quiet day. Like it, there really wasn't anything that I feel like I you know grippingly like had to be at so it was a lot of like uh, helping you know peter get some stuff downstairs so he could get into the car um oh i did go and get um john peel's autograph yes on my my copy of time worm genesis he was very very nice yeah very nice guy because i mean the virgin new adventure novels just kind of helped keep my young Doctor Who fandom going, yeah, you know, well into my teen years, and and I wanted to at least take the opportunity to say thank you because you know he was the first author in that range. He's a lovely man. Um, we got our uh, annual Galley Fam picture in front of the TARDIS. Yes, I uh, feel like the Galley Fam growing and growing by the years. And yeah, that makes crazy. Me happy. Makes me happy. Um, had lunch. I do recall lunch. Did did we um. Did you go? Was Lena's panel on uh, Sunday? Yes, it, the, it the 60th, was. The right? Yes, pitching the sixtieth. That was a fun panel. She did a great job on that, and yeah, um, overall a lot of fun, a lot of crazy ideas. Um, but yeah, uh, okay, that's. I think that's literally the only thing I did was watch her completely. Just it was like every other idea that anyone else had. I was like, eh, they're not as good as Lena's. <laughs> no offense to those people, but. Shout out to Yelena. Yeah, well, I mean, her idea won. Yeah. And then uh, there was promptly a trailer made for it. Yeah, just a very quick trailer kind of Which was put awesome. together. They said that they were going to show during the um, the closing ceremonies, and it looks like the closing ceremonies ran long, so they, they tweeted it out. It was a link on Vimeo. I think it was Vimeo. Uh, <laughs> and Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry what? Christmas, everyone. Because our doorbell, um, we haven't updated it since Christmas time. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Who's ringing your doorbell at uh, I 8.30? Probably dropped, it's probably somebody dropping off a package. Yeah, probably. 
probably somebody dropping off a package. And I keep saying we need to update the doorbell because it still does jingle bells. And this is why. <laughs> Love this it. is why. Our original doorbell, you could literally, it it was some weird unit from the, I think the 70s or 80s. Yeah. And you could get it to play like, you know, one of like 20 something different tunes. And when we replaced it, when we put a, a little blink uh, camera doorbell mm-hmm. in, we had to upgrade our our door chime, the chime itself. But we bought one so you could load it with your own MP3s. So we literally recorded all of the original doorbell sounds. Oh, cool. Made them into MP3s and then put them up here. I mean, I could do a TARDIS sound for a doorbell if I wanted to. Um, which probably freak out the cats. Yeah. But anyway, um, the only the only pa- other panel I remember going to on Sunday was uh, Matt Strevens. Okay. Um, and and that was that was interesting. That was that was kind of I didn't expect to be like, oh, this is this is a good one. But um, it was kind of neat him talking about his experience of kind of like making his way up through television production and then you know landing the gig with Doctor Who. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't really remember any other like key points from it but it was it was a good panel and then at that point it was 345 and i'm like you know what i do not want to be the guy who is like sneaking out of the joe martin interview 15 minutes in to go and catch my flight so i'm like i'm gonna say my goodbyes now i'll catch up on the panel like on twitter and then i made my way over to lix yeah i mean it was a pretty uh pretty lax day for me as well i mean definitely I had to take off early because someone wasn't feeling great. Yeah, it happens. But, I mean, that was ultimately the correct call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100% that was the correct call. Good, 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 good. Someone had too much fun the night before and then said, yeah. I'll drive myself home. And I said, that's not going to happen. No. And good thing because, holy moly. <laughs> As long as everybody made it home okay and everybody's feeling better now, that's yes. the important part. Yes, absolutely. All that's of those things are part. happening. <laughs> good, 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 good. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, overall, ga- Galley was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I had, uh, you know, I had a great time, and I think one thing that I got out of it that I was actually going to talk about in what was making me happy this week, but. Um, mm. Anyway, I'll talk about it now. I uh, I finally started listening to Game of Rassilon. Yes, that's right. And not just listening to it. I'm I'm trying to plow through it um on, before their next season starts. Yeah, June first. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I feel like I'm doing all right. I'm on episode. I think I think you got this. I'm on episode eight of season one right now. I, yeah. I feel I feel like I'm doing okay. I'm not. I'm also going to skip all the live shows. I have them. I'm just going to skip them. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I I'm skipping for now like the did they do like a class run? Yeah, they did. Uh they they did a little a short little um I can't remember it was two or three episodes where they did a little class. Yeah, I'm story. just I'm just skipping all those. I'm just trying to get through the the, the No offense range. to any of them. The meat and potatoes. I'm tr- yeah. not good trying to I'm trying to get through the story so I can catch up. But well, I'm having not, a great you're time. Not, you're saying Yeah, you're not saying you're never going to listen to them. You're just like I want to get through these. I will go back and listen to the other stuff later. Yeah, I want to, uh, uh, and you know, I watch them every year at Gallifrey, and yep. I'm like, this is fun. Yep. And now, like, I'm even. I've talked to you. I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe we should run our own, our own game. Uh, yeah, among friends, we've we've kind of talked about that with uh, uh, Dan of Dan and Hibba, and uh, maybe Peter, I think Peter, Peter and Anna too. Yeah, you know, um, that could I be mean, fun. I have. I didn't even think about it until. Because I was like, oh, this would be fun. And then like a day later, I'm like, oh, we could do that story I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Lauren was like, that would be great. And I was like, oh, man, that would be great. That would be so fun. But, you know, it's a time commitment. And I don't know if everyone can commit to it. So and I don't even yeah. know if I can commit to it. So it might <laughs> just be a, th- a thing that's just like that would be fun. And then just never happens, which is fine. Well. You know, or, 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 or your plan to start at the next galley. Just be like, okay, here's what we're doing this evening. <laughs> Who knows? Or I can submit my story for a, a future season of Game of Wrestling. I, I keep telling them that I've, I, I'm like, if you guys ever want a story idea, I'm like, I've got a story idea and I will happily give it to you because I know you guys would make it amazing. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I feel like yeah. they would do a great job with, with the one that I, I would want to run, but 
Oh my god, yeah. Absolutely. I think that'd be really cool. Well, what do you say? Should we jump into some Who News? Yeah, let's jump into some Who News. And if I do seem distracted, folks, at any point during this, um, maybe a, a, another thing that would be making me happy is if the um, the Players Association and the MLB come to an agreement so we can have uh, baseball this season. Oh, So I'm following gotcha. that news rather quickly because they're trying. Right. This is the deadline. So, Gotcha. Gotcha. Duly noted. Who well, News? Who knows? It is official. The The remaining specials for 2022 are locked. They are episode locked. They are not time locked. Um, or no, picture lock is what it's called. Yep, pick lock. Um, so I know they, all they, about that. That means uh, you ain't changing okay. nothing. That's right. They ain't changing nothing. I think they're, what, probably uh, getting ready. Maybe just a little bit more post-production is Matt Strevens is quoted as saying. Um, but it looks like they're probably getting ready to maybe put some music to it and uh yeah this is it and it sounds like it sounds like according to uh somebody's agent's webpage it looks like the easter special may be april 17th okay um obviously nothing from official sources confirming that yeah but you know that stuff always kind of leaks out there yeah. you go um well it like i always say it wouldn't be an episode of podcast to go without some big finish news and this one this one i'm really kind of interested in um they are kind of uh kicking their um doctor who unbound series off again now they can't introduce new actors mm-hmm. playing the doctor because well gosh what if they actually get hired to play the doctor on tv right um so they uh, decided to make Colin Baker the war doctor. Wow! Um, I'm looking because, at this picture right now. Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna get this. Like this, I'm excited. I'm excited for Mind of the Hodiac next month, but I'm equally excited for this story because basically they take, um, oh my gosh, what they take uh, Tom Baker's uh, Genesis the Daleks. Yeah. Right where he doesn't in the TV series uh, wipe out the Daleks, and he does in this story, and it kind of kicks off the time war early, and so now six is facing the time war, and I'm like, Interesting. I'm, I'm on board with this. I am totally on board with this. Oh yeah, I forgot about Mind of the Hodiac. Yeah, that's that would that will be covered on 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 this show. Absolutely, definitely. definitely. Um, so I mean, this is going to be. I mean, my gosh, we've got Colin Baker as an unexpected incarnation of the War Doctor. Um, we've got Romana. We've got the Master. We've got Perry. Um, doctor. Doctor. <laughs> this is this is going to be neat. I'm I'm very excited for this. I'm trying to see when it drops. April. 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 Mind of the Hodiac in March. War Doctor. Uh, sorry, Doctor of War Genesis uh due in april that that'll be a must-have i think man you know what i actually almost bought um masterful at uh at, at galley uh, yeah oh it's so good yeah i mean i i don't know i gotta figure out how i'm gonna well we'll we'll talk about big finish we uh, will in a little bit here so we will anyway. um anyway um this next Link in the uh, story, uh, the show notes, the story notes. Oh boy! Um, only click on it if you want to read the details. Understand that it's from a tabloid site in the UK, so there will be lots of ads. Oh boy! Just to warn you. But the most important piece of news is Jodie Whittaker is pregnant with her second child. Hooray! Yay, congrats! Happy for her. Uh, saw pictures from last uh, pictures and video from last weekend's London film and Comic-Con. Um, Jody was there. Mandip was there. Um, lots of photos, lots of video. Looks like a really good time. Yeah, hopefully uh, Mandip was spreading the good news, huh? Uh, that's that's my hope. That's my hope. And she's going, Jody, Jody, you wouldn't believe. Um, anyway, that's a terrible... <laughs> that's a terrible... That's a terrible uh, 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 Sheffield accent is it's more fine. importantly what it is. It's fine. Um, and heck, saw pictures of Sasha Dewan and Angelina Mahindra at the SAG Awards. Looking very fancy. Yeah. And all these things I can go, but they were at Gallifrey one first. Yeah. Um, so Big Finish has hired a new actor to play the first doctor oh. for them, a gentleman named Stephen Noonan. 
Um, I'm not sure if um, Bradley Walsh just wanted or Bradley Walsh. Wow, David Bradley. Yes. Too many names that are very <laughs> similar in Doctor Who. Good God. Uh, I don't know if um, David Bradley just wanted to go and do other uh, acting and was like, mm, I don't have time to do Big Finish. Big Finish is like, no, we want to keep doing some First Doctor stories. But now we've got uh, Stephen Noonan. I have not actually heard uh, his uh, his First Doctor voice yet, uh, but hopefully he... Hopefully he does adjust. Yeah, have they have they not? Um, I see. There's a there's a little video down at the bottom of this article. I see here. Yeah, there's a from Big Finish Production. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. says. I mean, I don't want to uh... <laughs> hit play in the middle of things. Yeah, that's okay. We can check it out after we're done recording. Um, so file this next one under rumor. This is unconfirmed in every way, shape, and form. But hey, it just be, it might be fun talking about the next. Lego game, video game. Oh right? yes, I heard about this, game. but I will. I will also say, Taylor, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, Go ahead. The video that they posted is him doing the voice. Oh, excellent! Well, definitely. Because I'm looking at back. the comments, and they're like, "This is te- no." I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Never read the comments. No, these are actually very. Most of them are are pretty pretty popular. Well, that's good. Anywho, that's good. Anywho, who news? Hey. Uh, the next Lego video game may be. A Doctor Who game. Yeah, I I remember seeing that. Um, that that I would buy that immediately. Oh, same, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've played in this household. We have played uh, uh, Lego Harry Potter. Uh, we have played Lego Hobbit on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if they dropped a Doctor Who Lego game, I would I would get that absolutely within a heartbeat. Yeah, of course I, the download would take longer than a heartbeat, but you know. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, probably depending. Yeah. Uh, on a PS4, it definitely would. I, I am I am all for this. I don't think I've actually played any of the Lego games, but um, they're pretty good. Yeah, I uh, I've seen people play them, and I would one hundred percent get this. Definitely. So hopefully, more news on that as things develop. Um, and lastly, this time around, and this I just added within the past couple of days because yeah, the timing, man. I don't know what to tell you, Henry Lincoln who co-wrote the story we are talking about tonight, The Web of Fear, amongst others, like he wrote The Dominators. Yeah. Uh, he has passed away at the age of 92. Yeah, he also co-wrote The uh, Abominable Snowman, which is getting yes. the uh, the old um, animation treatment. Correct. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, totally. And I feel like after The Dominators, he was like, I'm done. Possibly. Uh, which is fine, um, because he, he kind of seemed like... Uh, yeah, I think he was just he never came back. But you know what? We like we like two of those stories. We don't know about the third one yet, but I'm sure I'm sure we will we will enjoy that as well. So yeah, it's yeah. a good track record so far. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as we just said, this week we watched the Web of Fear. Well, not this week, but you know. Yeah, actually, we watched it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we didn't even talk about. about. Oh, we talked about that. Go listen to our Gallifrey one episodes, and you can hear us talk about why we're reviewing Web of Fear almost a week and a half after we said we were going to. (laughs) Anyway, we watched the Web of Fear, starring Patrick Troughton as the Doctor, Deborah Watling as Victoria, Fraser Hines as Jamie, and introducing Nicholas Courtney as Colonel Lethbridge Stewart. It was written by uh, Mervyn Halsman and Henry Lincoln, who we just mentioned, and it was directed by Douglas Camfield. It first aired February 3rd through March 9th, 1968, and it is the fifth story of Season 5. And we have, oh boy, we got a slew of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia, and I have not read any of these in the the past couple of weeks, so... All right. Well, suffice it to say, when you've got a six-parter, you end up with a lot of story notes. Um, So this story follows directly on from The Enemy of the World, which we loved to pieces. Yes. Uh, The Doctor is seen to first uh, have a bandage, then a scar on his left cheek in Episode 1 from a wound he sustained in Enemy of the World. So they've got that continuity going right into the next story. Um. Episode three. This is this 
This next story mm-hmm. note angers me. Episode three is the only missing episode known definitively to have an existing copy, but not in the BBC archives. It was recovered along with the other episodes in Nigeria, not from a prince, from what I understand, but was apparently stolen by a station employee and sold to a private collector. Wow. Likely due to its high value as the very first appearance of the Brigadier, which, of course, then was a colonel. Um, Yeah. Annoying. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. and And I said multiple times as we were kind of sitting there at Galley being like, Oh my God, episode three. I'm like, yeah, I have feelings about episode three. Yeah, geez. And these are my feelings. <laughs> Yikes. Ugh. Exactly. Disappointing. I know. And the funny thing is, episode three isn't like a really, like, particularly remarkable or exciting. Yeah, it's episode, not something it, to write home about, honestly. No, besides the fact that, you know, we introduced one of the most beloved characters in all of Doctor Who. Exactly. Exactly. Now, this story acts as a sequel to The Abominable Snowman, which we will be watching once it comes out. Yes. Uh, which also featured the le- the Yeti, the Great Intelligence, and Professor Travers. Yes. So we are doing this in a very timey-wimey way and uh, completely river-songing the whole thing. Yes. And watching it in reverse order. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Nicholas Courtney, believe it or not, was originally cast in the role of Captain Knight. Uh, while oh. David Langton was cast as Colonel Lethbridge Stewart. However, Langton gave up the role to accept another more attractive work offer. So Nicholas Courtney was given the role of Lethbridge Stewart and Ralph Watson was cast as Captain Knight. Now, do we know what um, that more attractive offer was? Uh, not that I saw. I mean, I suppose you could look him up on IMDb and see what was going on roundabout spring of 1968 or maybe maybe you know midwinter 67 into 68 if you really felt like looking it up but the show uh, the tardis wiki did not say specifically i mean he he was a busy boy in 68 was he yeah he was doing a lot of stuff i don't well oh no because the avengers had ended ah okay so yeah it looked like he was doing some t- a tv series that aired in 69 69- yeah, he was super busy. And... Well, you know, can't turn down work when you can get it, I guess. No. Um, now, it's stated that this story takes place about 40 years after the Abominable Snowman uh, and their adventure in Tibet, which that one states that it took place in 1935. So, allegedly, it's 1975 okay. uh, for this story. And we first meet Colonel Lethbridge Stewart. And unit doesn't actually exist yet. Yeah. So, hey, let's take cannon. Let's throw it out with the bathwater. Um, <laughs> that'd make a great panel. Oh, wait, no, it's been done. Yeah. Uh, Professor Travers is once again portrayed by Deborah Watling's actual real life father, Jack Watling. Oh, wow. Yep. Deborah recalled that the sight of her dad in old age makeup made her blow several takes by laughing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd probably laugh too. <laughs> um, believe it or not, the studio sets, the London Underground, were so realistic. The BBC apparently received a letter of complaint from London Transport claiming oh filming had God. been done on their property without their permission. That is amazing. I hope wow. that the set design department framed that and put that up, being like, look, guys, we do good work. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is that is something. Yeah. Hey, you didn't get any of the proper permits. Yeah. Well, we made the set. Wow. Yeah, I love that part. I love that part. The Great Intelligence uh, next appears in the uh, Modern Who episode, The Snowmen, which is actually a prequel to this story. Oh. Uh, In it, the 11th Doctor actually shows the Great Intelligence a lunchbox with a map of the London Underground in 1967 and calls the Underground a key strategic weakness in metropolitan living. Wow. To date, this marks the longest interval between consecutive appearances by a character or alien race in the franchise's history. So it goes Abominable Snowmen, The Snowmen, and then Web of Fear? Uh, I, yes. That's I crazy. Would, I would say that that would be accurate. That's nuts. Yeah, because then the Great Intelligence obviously uses what the 11th Doctor says oh, man. to go in and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to take over the underground. Love it. Too funny. 
Well done. Uh, so Deborah Watling was fond of recalling one of the many pranks that befell her. Uh, one scene required the doctor, Jamie and Travers to search for her. And Jamie was supposed to find Victoria's handkerchief. Uh, for one take, Fraser Hines picked up a pair of knickers underwear and said, these are Victoria's. She must have gone this way. And Patrick Troughton took them and said, yes, they are, aren't they? Yes, she must. And then, and then Jack Watling took them and said, how do you know they're hers? <laughs> this prompted the crew to burst out laughing. Oh, man. Yep. Yep. If only blooper reels existed. Yeah, right. Right. Oh, my goodness. All right, All right Taylor. You got a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. All right. The Dr. Jamie and Victoria are forced to land in the London Underground circa... Well, that's actually up for debate. Let's not worry about it right now. They soon cross paths with a familiar enemy and its cadre of furry robots. No, it's not some hip Five Nights at Freddy thing. They're yetis. And the great intelligence is back to wreak havoc in the doctor's life. Add in a dash to Professor Travers, his daughter, and introduce us to the brigade... Colonel Lethbridge Stewart. Colonel Lethbridge Stewart. And you end up with a very tangled web of fear. Okay. Um, Man, so... Do we just want to, well, let's talk about, overall, how did we feel about this before we get into the uh, episode three stuff? Um, honestly, on the whole, I enjoyed it. Um, I think I think in hindsight, were, it, were we able to, like, watch all of its, uh, what, prequel? Mm-hmm. Um, it it would have kind of, like, made it nice to go, like, oh, here's these characters again, rather than going, why do these guys know each other already? yeah. And then go, oh, there was this whole other episode earlier and they all met and this is a sequel to it. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I mean, that probably would have been that would have been good to do. But I mean, we're waiting on those animations. Yeah, yeah. But that's OK. I yeah. mean, not the first time we've done something like that possibly won't be the last. Um, no. I do kind of feel I kind of feel almost like the first three episodes and the last three episodes are <clears throat> not you know, different stories by any means, but I, I feel like tonally they change. Like the first three are very kind of, you know, slow We're walking and, almost, and talking. Yeah. Yeah. Lots. Yeah. That's exactly right. And then from like four, five, six, we kind of like pick up the action Yeah, a bit and it's now it's go, go, go. And, um, you know, plans are being put into action and, and, you know, uh, some of the soldiers are like, Hey, wait a second. Why don't we just, sacrifice the doctor and, and let's all get out of here. Yeah. Stuff like that. So <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where I don't know if I want to chalk that completely up to pacing, but you know, I feel like there's a lot of those first three episodes that could have been condensed. Yeah. This um, uh, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought it was great, but yeah, we could have um, a lot of walking and talking, like I said, in episodes one through yeah. three. I think there's an entire scene where we're just kind of sitting, and I think it's in episode three where we're just um, sitting in a room with a projector. Uh, yes. And I was like, oh boy, I I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> so they could have, they could have, uh, you know, we could have condensed this down a little bit for sure. Um, but besides that, I mean, I had a lot of fun with it. I, you know, there was mm-hmm. a lot of mystery, like who is the great intelligence taking control of. Right. And it seems like he was body hopping a little bit, just a tad. Uh, the Yeti were a lot of fun. We'll talk about the Yeti, uh, at, at, at maybe great length. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> but, um, I think the, the main thing is like, you know, somebody, uh, Somebody has episode three just hanging out somewhere, and but we were left with um, whatever this was. <laughs> right, right. So this, I mean, kind of animation domination related, uh, although we are taking the 2013 version where we have uh, five live action episodes and one animated missing episode rather than the full animation. Yes, and so keeping in mind that this was animation that was done on the order of about nine years ago. Yes. Uh, at this point, I, I, I likened it when, when I was talking about it uh, at, at Gallifrey One with people. Um, I likened this episode to as if they had put uh, motion capture dots on marionette puppets and then animated that. Yes. Um, y- yeah. It's it's not quite a bad video game cutscene, but it's not too far from it. 
It's like PlayStation One. <laughs> a little bit, possibly, possibly, possibly early, play, early PlayStation Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, the motions are not really smooth. Yeah, um, and and you know, I I, I want to uh, remind myself of something Gary Russell said in the uh, animation panel is that he's like, we're not animating the way that most animation is done. We're not making caricatures. Yes. Right? This isn't a Looney Tunes cartoon. We're trying to make these these people and these, you know, sets and these creatures look accurate, you know, to what these people actually looked like. Yeah. Um, and and on the whole, I think in that terms, the accuracy is is fine, is great. Nobody looks weird. Yeah. Um, but their their movements aren't terribly fluid. No, no, you know, not at all. When when I when I swing my arm out, you know, there there's an arc. It there's I feel like many times watching arms move, they're they're hinged rather than kind of like more of a flowing motion. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, not hating on it for the sake of hating on it. You know, it's just making that observation of like if if you've watched some of the more recent animations and then you go back and watch this, um, it, it's going to be a little jarring. Yeah. At first. Yeah. Um, you're going to wait. What? And then just remind yourself this was done nine years ago. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there you go. Join us next week. When, um, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's um, it's something. And I, I man, I. I really hate that there's uh there's just some dude that just has this. Yeah. It believe me when I read that story note for the very first time, you know, it just it made my teeth itch. Yeah, that's that's awful. I hate it. It is. It absolutely is. You know, I'm I'm no kind of watching I'm watching some of the animation right right now and mm-hmm. it doesn't it it's not great. It's not what we're used to. Right. But I think another thing that they were also trying to do is they might have been trying to, because um, you know, with with the animation we we've kind of gotten, it feels a little more two um, D sometimes. Yes, I think they were really trying to go for a three D kind of effect here. Mm-hmm. Maybe it didn't uh, it didn't go great, but you know, I. Yeah, it didn't land, but I appreciate what they what they tried to do. I I will say I think also oh, the version absolutely. we had the the res wasn't great, so I don't know if that Possibly. actually that didn't because what I'm looking at now looks pretty clean. Yeah. So I mean, and and yeah, we, I mean we have to keep in mind it's like you know we we may be like hey you know I don't feel like this animation's quite up to snuff, but at the same time it's way better than telesnaps. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. So you know, it's, it's on the spectrum. Steps. Yeah. Yeah. Would would we love to have the original episode? Hell yeah, we would. You know. Yeah. And but right now we can't. And this is way better than Telesnaps. Yes. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Everything in perspective. I think we're saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we need to talk about my new favorite. I guess villain. Uh, the Yeti. Um, yeah. More more so than the Quirks. Well, I mean, these are big, fluffy monsters that have guns. Well, yeah, you're not wrong. And I'm just like, it's ne- that's never not going to be funny to me. <laughs> Where it's just these <laughs> yeah. big, hulking uh, monsters yeah, who are actually robots. Yes. Which is, um, I-, I guess we would have known that I would have put two and two together faster um, had we watched the first appearance of the Yetis, but that's fine. Um, this is, it's, it's these big hulking robotic fluffy monsters who I don't really think need guns, but they've have them. They do. (laughs) And it's, it's pretty funny just to watch them walking around like, I feel like there's a big shootout at one point. Uh, that was utterly hilarious. I thought, well, I, and, and let's not forget that their guns basically shoot webs. Yes. The web of fear. You know, you hear the web of fear and you think, oh, man, giant spiders, right? No, robot yetis with web guns. Yeah. <laughs> way, way to subvert expectation. I know. Like, I'll give you high marks for that because not only do these webs um, basically like kind of 
you know, kill and desiccate you a little bit. Um, they can, they're so strong, they can hold in explosions. Yes. Which is insane. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, the the big fight, I believe it was, like, in the streets. Yes. Uh, yeah, later later episodes, like, five or six, I think. Yeah, I think, uh, was it? It might have been four. Anyway, really? uh, yeah, I, I just have, um, I have a note that says, hell yeah, gang of yetis. <laughs> and then, so, yeah, it's just, like, some of the, Sometimes bullets appear to hurt them, and then sometimes they don't. I feel like that was that might be a bit nitpicky. I'm like, how are they built different? Is one of them more powerful than the other ones? It seemed like either some of them were like, bullets do not phase me, and the other ones were like, oh, they kind of hurt me. I wonder if that was just <laughs> an actor choice. It might have been. I don't it know. might have simply come down to that. I mean, so what you're saying is we need we need the Emperor Yeti, we need the special weapons Yeti. Yeah, special weapons Yeti, absolutely. <laughs> I did also love the doctor just straight up just pounding on the back of one of them. Yes. <laughs> in a, excuse me, in episode four. Totally. Yeah, I love the Yetis. Yetis are fun. Um they're just big cuddly bears with web guns. <laughs> I it makes me makes you wonder like if if you know, we're 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 getting stuff like the Sea Devils coming back in Modern Who. You know, if they were if they were to bring back the Yeti. Yeah, you know, I wonder how how they would look. That's a good question. I would almost be fine with the Yeti being a weird twist to reveal mute Cybermen. Oh oh. Oh, that would be that would be a really interesting twist. I think that would be that would be cool. That would be like sounds like quarks and autons or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I would love for, to see them try and bring back the the Yeti um, and do something with it. I mean, you well, probably yeah, have to I make mean, it Mach three Yeti at this point, right? I mean, but even then, I I mean, I'd love to see them being just you know full practical. Oh yeah, they can't effects. be. You know, you you couldn't really CG. Please don't any part of it. You know, just make make it just a really. A really good suit. Yeah. Um, I would even say make it a really good suit that actually kind of looks, you know, like it was made in the late 1960s. Yeah, that, I feel like they could recreate this but still upgrade it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, but, yeah, I would be down. I'd be super down to get the uh, to get the Yetis back in there. I love that we also, like, took control of a Yeti. And yes. then we had Yeti on Yeti violence towards we, the end. We had Yeti on Yeti yeah, that's right. And they were just like karate chopping each other, and it was yeah. great. I loved it. Yeah, there was there was definitely some good action moments. Again, like we said, especially in, in the last three episodes, you know, yeah. gunfights, bazookas. Um, yeah, it was good stuff. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. And now, you know, speaking speaking of love, yeah, got to talk about Leftbridge Stewart. Hot dang, coming in. Nicholas Courtney, you handsome, handsome man. Oh, he was he was great. Like right off the bat, it was like, yep, this he knew the character. Mm-hmm. He knew who he was playing, and uh, it was it was great. I I think one thing that was um, I just loved was in episode four mm-hmm. when he is just unfazed by the mention of a time machine. Yes, he's just like, yeah, all right. He's like, well, Honestly, I mean, we got to get out of here. And if you say you have a time machine, maybe I don't fully believe you, but I'm willing to uh, play this game. Yeah, I, I honestly have a note that goes, oh, here we go. The doctor making his first real impression on the brig. Yeah. Strap in, brig. I loved it. I just mm-hmm. love that he was just straight up out of the gate the best. Yeah. Just yeah, using logic I mean, and reason. It, it literally is one of those things. The first time... You, I'm going to say it this way. The first time you see Nicholas Courtney in episode four, right? Because you only kind of hear him playing the role in episode yes. three. He's animated, right? So episode four, when you really see him in the flesh acting and and being, at this point, Colonel Lethbridge Stewart, it, it, you just you can't see anyone else in the role, right? Yeah, he, no. he he just, from the get-go, he just, he just fills out that character so well. You know, his his mannerisms, his like unflappability um, is there right from the start. And it's the same unflappability we see, you know, through other second doctor stories well into the third doctor era. You know, it's it, it just I love it so much that, you know, we we get 
kind of his introduction here, his origin story, so to speak. And it's, it's not like he's a different man. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. You know, you, you can tell this is the brig. Oh yeah. And I wouldn't have him any other way. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. would I like just perfect immediately. Oh yeah. It's the best. Absolutely. And and we have to remember that had he actually played Captain Knight, Captain Knight dies. Yeah, he would have just been gone. In in I think episode four. Yeah. And that would have been the end of his involvement with Doctor Who. And that he, would have been, been a footnote. He would have wrapped yeah, and then went on with his life. Mm-hmm. And never known. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird alternate universe I don't want to visit. No, absolutely not. No way, no how. Um, I mean, uh, I don't really know how much more, because also it's been a while since I watched everything, but yes. I do remember that I, I thoroughly did enjoy this. I really liked um, the scene that opens where we're in um, with Silverstein or Silverstein and, and Professor Travers. They just are we ha- talking episode one? Yes, they're just having this oh, ridiculous yeah. back and forth mm-hmm. um, about the Yeti and how he needs to get the Yeti back. Yes, I I absolutely love that. I love I love Travers in general. I thought he was a great character. Yeah, he was. Uh, he he and the gal who played his daughter. Yes, um, they were they were both good characters. I enjoyed watching them. Um, yeah. You know, he's he's one of those one of those characters that uh, I kind of get the feeling like you know if if you could have other adventures where he kind of crosses path even even with a different doctor. Oh, that that would be great if they if right. they did that now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, or man. even if you big finish something. Oh yes, that would be so good. You know, that'd be really cool. What what what? I, I mean, I hate to say it. I sometimes I have the mind of a twelve year old, um, but the very beginning of episode one where the TARDIS is, you know, kind of out of control and, and um, uh, they're holding on for dear life in there. It, I'm sorry. It totally looks like the doctor is spooning Victoria. Oh my goodness. And they're writhing around on the floor. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, wait a second. No, this isn't the doctor who I signed up to see what's going on here. <laughs> um, who was, I'm trying to think of one character that I can't, I can't remember. Was it Gwyn? Was he the, um, was he the other? Was he Irish? Uh, are are we talking about our kind of crazy-eyed Welshman? Yes, yes, Evans. That I was think Evans. His last name. Can we yes. can we talk about how he was? He Please. just felt like a Gomer Pyle type of character <laughs> going throughout this entire. Like that's just how I felt about him at every twist and turn. Boy, I haven't thought about Gomer Pyle in many many years. <laughs> um, but I I can totally see that. Um, I, 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 I think Evans is hilarious. Um, I think his, his, you know, Welshness is, uh, highly entertaining, especially now that, you know, modern who is basically all produced down in Wales. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just, I think, I think you sum that up very well. He is kind of a Gomer pile. Yeah. Like very much so. Jeez. Um, and I mean, we, the great intelligence, um, I love the voice. I thought that was yes. very creepy. Yeah. Um. I. I. I think I. I think I like the idea of the great intelligence just kind of being a invisible floaty thing. Well, yeah. Like, why not? I mean, yeah. why? I mean, if 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 you are just a great intelligence, if you are just mind, you know, why not transcend body altogether? Yeah. I mean, you know? it makes sense. Um. It. it... <laughs> The, the this this like giant zero point energy pyramid that we have in the last episode. Oh, uh, yeah. You know the, what? That's what that thing th- cracks me up. Yeah. So we got to talk about this because I mean, usually we're all on the same page. Yes. And clearly, we were not on the same page here at the end. Not not in terms of of the action and the plan to defeat the great intelligence. I just wonder why he wouldn't clue in anyone. Did he think somebody would ruin it, or is it like the great intelligence could take over them and figure it out? Very possibly. Okay. Uh, it's not It's not directly stated, but I think we could infer uh, from the great intelligence ability to body hop um, that if the doctor had made, made his plan known to multiple people, that had the, had the great intelligence body hopped into one of them, yeah. they could be like, oh, no. 
the doctor's going to reverse the polarity of my zero point energy pyramid and I won't be able to meditate under it. Yeah. I mean, I've, go to I feel Shasta. like you at least clued Jamie in. You would think, but I, I, I feel like we've seen a few times, like especially in um, what evil of the Daleks, ah, yes. where, where, where the doctor doesn't quite fold Jamie into the plan. Yeah. And we get a little bit of drama as a result. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Should he have? Yes. <laughs> did he? And did it end up, you know, kind of uh, ruining things at the end? Well, yeah. Yeah. No, no, uh, no. You fools. <laughs> um, but yeah, we reversed the wires and we would have drained the um, the great intelligence, but we didn't. It didn't happen. Yep. Yep. Oh, well. Um, yeah. But we still get a Yeti Kaiju battle. So that's true. That is very true. You know. And some sweet, sweet recorder action. Yes. That was great, too. I love that. Uh, also, I love this, like, rogue reporter. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Who is just, like, everyone is so annoyed with him. And yes, I think even, like, in episode two, they're like, hey, do you want to come investigate the thing that could get us killed? And he's like, oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> they're like, oh, darn. Yeah. It could have happened. Yeah, pretty much. And, and and even then, I think it's pretty hilarious because we get to the very the very end and the doctor wants basically nothing to do with the paparazzi. Yes. He's oh, like, nope, yes. Nope, no interviews. I'm out of here. Uh, I'll <laughs> also say, I mean, a gag that, well, not a, I guess it's a gag. Yeah, it starts at the beginning in episode one where Jamie and, uh, and Victoria are, they're just like, all right, well, we're in this cave, ho-hum, and walking around and the doctor loses his mind. He's like, no, get off the tracks. Oh. And I was like, why yes. is he? Oh, because Jamie has no idea what a train is. Yep. And Not I was to mention like, probably an electrified third rail. Yes. I was like, oh, okay. That's yeah. very cool. And then we actually get in the end, which is just, you know, a typical classic weird Doctor Who ending where it's like, oh, they might start the trains again and kill us all. And they're like, wait, what? And then that's the end of the. <laughs> That's how we end it, basically. Yep. But yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't really have anything else. But um, I mean, I love the Yeti. I thought the story was great, albeit maybe a little. They could have trimmed it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the brig was great. Apparently, just you know, was cast and put on screen and was immediately just the best character. You know, some some actors have that ability. They just they are yeah. that role from moment one you know what else actually in episode one that i'm looking at my notes do we What's really that? see the doctor eat a lot um i mean I jelly babies i mean pudding yeah. uh carrot juice carrot but juice. It's, it's kind of foisted on him let's be honest yes. um i i mean i'm i'm sure there are other examples that i simply can't think of at this moment where we see the doctor taking a meal or yeah a snack I was just so I was like, wait, what? He's eating like wasn't he eating like a sandwich or something? Yeah. Do you think, do you think, think so. because they're like this is still a kids show, we need to remind kids when they travel that they need to eat, to stay. <laughs> we need our main character to eat something. So, so what what you're saying is that Bradley Walsh keeping a sandwich in his pocket was was actually him reminding kids at home to eat. Yeah, to eat lunch before you go on an adventure. Thank yeah, you. there you go. Okay, makes sense to me. Works. Yeah, why not? Oh boy, this, this PSA brought to you by sandwiches. By sandwiches, <laughs> just sandwiches. The sandwich company. Yep. Which I think is actually a real play. All right. Do Do you have anything else you want to mention, Taylor? Before uh, we start I don't think so. All right. Here we go. I'm inter very interested to see where this lands. I've got all the machinery I need. I well, uh, I mean, happy birthday yesterday, right? Yes, indeed. Uh, happy St. Duggan's Day. Yes. Uh, yesterday, the 27th of February, Tom Chadbon's birthday. And so we declare that St. Duggan's Day here at Podcastica. Absolutely. Still, I would probably give an appendage to interview him. Yeah, that would be uh, so fun. On the show, God forbid he ever end up at a Gallifrey one. Oh, that, I, 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 that's I a picture like, we're getting. Oh, yes. 
that is without a doubt immediately happening without a doubt be like i'm sorry sir we all need to make it look like we're punching something or yes. each other yes <laughs> absolutely so uh, one I, can only hope yes hopefully i mean we talked about our kaiju battles we got a lot of um like the doctor quite literally just beating on a yeti just like yep. punching him um <clears throat> yep. We got a we lot of explosions, I feel. We had a lot of explosions, but a lot of explosions trapped by webs. Yes. So I don't know if that makes them as exciting, more exciting, less exciting. Yeah. I don't know. They were, they were kind of held back. We didn't get bits of stuff flying everywhere I feel, as much. I feel like I want to go, go six and three quarters. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm about a full point behind you. I was thinking more of a five and a half. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So not too bad. Like I said, I mean, we've both said last three episodes, far more action packed than the first three yes, episodes. Yes, absolutely. I would almost, I mean, really, if you wanted to really break it down, <laughs> I mean, I think I'd definitely give like the last three episodes a higher score. Oh, yeah. Overall, that's... But then that's tempered by the first three episodes. I mean, I feel like we also have a Yeti bursting through a wall like a Kool-Aid man. Yeah, so, I, mean, I think that's, we do. Yeah, I think we do. That's right. So that's Man, pretty how good. did I not make that a gift? Oh, I don't know. I might have to go back and do that. Maybe figure out what episode that was in. <laughs> it was in uh, episode five. Nice. Thank you for narrowing that down for me. I appreciate You're it. welcome. I'm looking through my uh, my notes that are just separated by little lines. To let me know. Yep, mine too. There yeah. you go. Um, I appreciate it. You are welcome. All right, let's uh, let's check behind this couch, shall we? Gathering close, it's time for the behind the coast. <laughs> All right, what are we? Uh, what are we thinking here? Well, I mean, it, it certainly has moments of tension, moments of being really spooky. Right? There's no denying that 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 the whole being kind of like shot. Uh, on a soundstage that looks like the London Underground. It's very atmospheric. <laughs> yes. Right? Um, or was it really the Underground? Dun, dun, dun. Who knows? Um, Who knows? Only the Shadow knows. Yes. Um, so so it's, it's spooky. There's moments of tension, surely. I don't know that I'd ever say that there are really moments of terror. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's anything that would kind of like really like freak out like, you know, a modern day kid i don't think my kids would be freaked out by it i think as as soon as they learned in the story that the yetis were robots like they instantly become unscary yeah um i think abominable snowman i bet and if that like isn't revealed until late probably way more spooky i imagine yeah i imagine um but it's like when you know it's a robot right off the bat you're just like oh it's a robot you know, yeah, if they oh. build up the fact that it's just like, oh my God, it's this creature, this creature, you know? <laughs> um, and then it turns out to be a robot. You know, you get a little bit more of that tension. Anyway, um, yeah, tense, spooky, not terribly terrifying. All right, there you go. Well, that has been the, uh, that's, that's been the wet, the web of fear. And, uh, you know, normally when we wrap Galley, we, we are joined by, um, by, uh, Mike Solko, who, who, yeah. you know, was like, I'm good, and I get it, man. <laughs> we 100% get it, but... But we also missed him. We did. Oh, did. Absolutely. I was going up and down elevators being like, yeah, I wish Mike was here. Yeah. Mike, I wish you were there. But he so was like, there in spirit because he did give us our post-galley, even though technically it's post-galley now, but, you know, yeah, our post-galley uh, episode. And, Taylor, what are we doing? Yet we're, he said, I want you guys to review the Big Finish story, Fanfare for the Common Men. Yeah. Um, it is a, a Fifth Doctor and Nyssa story that kind of goes into a Beatles alternate history kind of thing. Love it. Yep. Lots of Liverpoolian accents. Um, I don't know. I don't remember at any point them... Uh, you know, playing any records backward, John, but you know, you oh, maybe man. we play the files backward and it says something. Ooh, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. If they did a little back masking of their own, that'd be funny. So is, <laughs> is Paul actually like a, um, a replacement? Is he actually like a, uh, a, a Cyberman with a, a heart of gold who can sing? 
No, no. And you wouldn't want a Cyberman with a heart of gold. I would kill it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. A figurative heart of gold, maybe. Yes, but a not figurative an actual heart of gold. <laughs> Why did we do this? Um, well, no, the, the, uh, the common men, it, it, I think it's actually John Smith and the common men, um, is a, uh, a fictional band that Susan is listening to in an unearthly child. <laughs> um, and so what has happened in this alternate history is that the Beatles never become famous and the common men do. Oh, interesting. And, and the doctor is going, wait, this isn't right. This isn't the Beatles. Why aren't the Beatles here? Why aren't the Why aren't these Beatles songs? Oh, you man. know, that's fine. Uh, and so he's he's trying to figure out why that is and doing what he can to kind of set the timeline right again. Oh man! Well, and I there's actual songs in the story. I am excited. That should be yeah. a that should be a fun listen. Yeah, so we'll be doing that next time. Um, excited for that. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. It'll be good. It'll be good. I haven't done a big fish in a while. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe we'll do another one after that. Who knows? We don't know. We shall see. We'll see. We shall see. Don't know exactly what date in March uh, Mind of the Hodiac drops. So. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe it's after we're done recording. But anyways, you can <laughs> like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At BusBuddha71. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Uh, you can also head on over to SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G if you just want to subscribe to that feed as well. Uh, shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G if you want to purchase a shirt with us on it. You can head on over there. Um like we said in the previous episodes, uh, Terry was wearing an amazing sweatshirt that had crazy, crazy pockets in it. Yeah, and that you, was so cool. You can find that on on this on the Spreadshirt store. Um, holy moly, that was crazy! Yeah. Um, very cool to see the um, to see the the Podcastica shirts mm-hmm. from the crew. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, Future of Time and Space is female shirt. Saw that one around. Yes, you know. Just it's 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 cool. It's, it's cool that our designs are out in the world. That it's very cool. Also, I feel like somebody was like, we said what podcast we were from, and they were like, oh, I've heard of you guys. I haven't listened, but I've heard yes. of you. And I was like, that's weird. But yeah, I mean, shout out once once again to uh, uh, Vicky. Yeah, one morning. Yeah. Oh, great con. Great definitely. Con. Uh, definitely. If you want to donate monetarily, uh, patreon.com slash notlg. Uh, but we're still, you know, we're still kind of in it. I know we just said we went to a uh, a convention, but we were supporting those food trucks. We definitely were. That's for sure. So support support local restaurants, local shops. Make sure we're keeping them afloat. Um, yeah. So make sure we're doing that as well. All right. So we'll see you guys again in two weeks when we're talking about fanfare for the common men. And we'll talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Okay, here we go. All right. Wait, hold on. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right, here we go. Nope, not yet. <laughs>